0: Humidity and connection problems. The knife sharpener actually sings. Compound's now purified from bugs and other insects. And it's a new month. August already. (laughs) Can you believe it? Monday, August 1st, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well. Uh, Back to the live stream. and I'm trying to um, uh, actually use my external microphone to record this one. So hopefully the audio will be a little bit better, uh, but the video is still using my MacBook camera, which I know is just terrible resolution, 720p. Um, I mean, this thing's a couple of years old already, uh, which means the technology is a bit older than that as well. Now, luckily I have upgraded some things. So we'll see how I can uh, integrate those into my workflow. It has not been cooperating with me, so I'm not very happy with it at the moment. But I will get that hopefully done uh within the next couple of days or so, so yeah, and the humidity oof i don't know about you guys living in Beijing, whether you're enjoying this or not, but it's one of these humidities that's like it's it's a lethargic uh humidity wherein wow, like you just it's everything is sticky all the time uh today was especially bad last this weekend wasn't so bad, but this uh today was uh really bad. And I don't know if that's causing problems with the connection issues or what, uh, but my internet and my assisted connection device have not been working very well, and it's been driving me up the wall, uh, interfering with my productivity today. I'm not going to lie. I was I did I was able to uh, update my website stevenshursky.com where you can find that. The uh, I dep- updated the uh, audio blog uh, pages and everything, but. Uh, oh yeah and then it put me back because now i couldn't get um like i couldn't do all the other things i want to get done today uh since i was dealing with this uh issue like these just fighting the internet the the entire day basically which makes me wonder what's going on what what, what big event is going on that isn't being publicized just yet i mean a couple actually a couple weeks ago uh weeks ago, or a month and a half ago, uh, when I was complaining about the uh, internet connections, turns out it was um, the leader's birthday, okay, that kind of makes sense, and then June 4th is a sensitive time around this country, (laughs) and uh, yeah, there are um, quite a few dates that sort of spring into some memory, computer memory, that all of a sudden just get, uh, the connections get Distorted, uh, which is disappointing because I don't know how other people deal with this. Like I don't know if they have like seventeen thousand connections or what they are doing, but mine was it has been hideous all de- all week. Like it's still again. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I hope they're not targeting me, but I mean, is it everybody in the compound? Uh, I don't know like. I don't really know anybody else who lives here anymore uh, who I'd be able to actually talk tech. With like most people are just like oh I don't know I just spend all my all my time on my cell phone like okay so how was your cell phone connection was it good your assisted connection device is that working well as well I mean this is these are the things I'd like to know but you know anyway knife sharpener I forgot to mention this on on Friday but I actually saw him up close and personal I, I mentioned before that I think there's a couple of them that walk around the neighborhood and uh sing a little song, so I captured some of it on uh, my cell phone after I did my n a t test nucleic acid test and I was actually surprised he was uh he was singing it on Friday, and I guess i'm not sure if he i'm not sure if he records it right then and there or if he has a recording that's built into the the megaphone that he has basically my my question is does he have to sing it and create the recording every day? Or does sometimes he's like, hmm, feeling good, I'm going to sing some songs, try, you know, use the personal voice, personal attention, personal feel, personal touch to get people's attention. And then when he's riding his bike, because I saw him later, he was singing when he was sitting in one place. But when he started moving from one location to another, that's when he was using the megaphone or the sp- the speaker system to broadcast Uh, His message, now. again, I don't know what he's saying um, at at all, to tell you the truth. Uh, I kind of have the intonation, but I don't have the actual words. No clue, nothing at all. This weekend also featured a good old purge, an insect purge. They do this, I think it's twice a year or three times a year, uh, where they uh, get this bucket, this gout this drum of uh, liquid pesticide or insecticide and they get the little masks on, surgical masks, same one, the same ones that protect them from the virus and everything else bad. Even though all of them smoke, uh, and they uh, go douse the trees and brushes and bushes and everything with this white liquid. And it's, <laughs> uh, the last time I did power through, I had on Friday. I actually, I ran outside of my compound because I was like, I'm not running through that again. I did do it one time and my lungs hurt after. I'm like, okay, we're not doing that again. Bad idea. Yeah, actually, this is a very good point to make. Uh, Of all the things that I do to uh, be all nice and healthy and everything, like eating vegetables and working out, it's something like that. It's like, yeah, then he lived in Beijing for uh, 10 years or eight years or seven years, whatever. He died of lung cancer. Pay, 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 pay. Of course, I don't want to, but, you know, he was outside and, yeah, you're not supposed to run outside when there's coal dust in the air. Go figure, or (laughs) whatever (laughs) other... Um, uh, dirt and gunk is floating around in the air. Beijing's air, like even like Chinese people say, yeah, it's terrible air. <laughs> like, it's not the best. Uh, it's gotten a lot better in the last couple of years. Uh, and there are certainly worse cities, definitely worse cities in Beijing. Uh, but uh, the like, Beijing, Tianjin, they've cleaned it up quite a bit, mostly because they've moved the factory so far away from the city that it it doesn't really affect it as much anymore uh and that and they also move to uh natural gas uh in the winter, so uh that's that does help clean the air a little bit but uh yeah, so they um, were spraying all week, and you could smell it it's like um it's a little sour smell it's not like a not like a sour apple smell, but it's like a uh, you you can it's like bug spray, you smell bug spray, but it's not like a it's not your gentle bug spray it's like you walk by and go i gotta get out of here (laughs) which i don't know what that is but it doesn't smell natural. skunky there we go it'd be more skunky than anything else not sour it'd be skunky uh but uh that's uh yeah so that had me running outside the compound did manage to go for a bike ride on sunday on saturday morning uh as well so that was uh that was good another hour or so uh, got the time-lapse, the bike time-lapse. Actually, my battery died halfway through, so not the whole thing. But, um, was surprised, actually, that there is, if I go north up onto, if I go to the fourth ring road, I go north, and there's a road that basically heads to Tongzhou, and that road is made with a bicycle path. And it's like, it just go, follows the highway all the way through, f- perfect for cycling. Like, I cycled that one. I was a lot less tired and everything, a lot less bugged spattered, uh, as well. Um, it was a very nice ride to tell you the truth. Very easy. Like I got halfway there. I was like, well, not halfway to Tongjo. I got five miles into my bike ride. I'm like, okay, I got turned back because of work. Uh, and then it was just very easy. So it's all, it's all nice and graded and everything. So, uh, I might try that again, uh, maybe tomorrow morning. We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, but new month, August, welcome. First, August 1st already, 2022. Um, this weekend, typically, if I was back in uh, Winnipeg or Manitoba, if I was back in Canada, I would actually be up at in Dauphin, or well, well it's Monday. We would be back home by now, actually. Uh, when we had paper routes, I think that was sort of our one one of the day days off, sort of that we got uh, got every every now and then, sort of thing. Uh, but. Uh, we would go up to Dauphin for the Canadian National Ukrainian Festival, which I imagine is very um, heated this year because of uh, the goings-on, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, of the homeland. Uh, they did live stream it, I think. i would yeah, tell you the truth, I... I was seeing pictures of it on Facebook, but uh, I wasn't paying attention to it uh, too much. They have grandstands, like their specialty is that they have grandstands in the uh, afternoon. I don't know why they have it like 2 p.m. Um, it gets like the hottest part of the day, they have these grandstands. So it's kind of, um, yeah. I, I don't know why they don't, they don't push it a bit later, but, but that's because they have an evening grandstand like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. And that's one. Uh, that performance is highlighted on Saturday, Evening is like the big gala sort of thing, like the big uh, production. We're in the Kozakia, so they have a, they actually have a bunch of riders and dancers, like Ukrainian dancers trained. Um, there's a, there's a the Kozakia, this group that has a bunch of horses. Uh, I mean, they're all local farmers, right? Uh, but and all of Ukrainian descent, or actually, there's some other immigrants as well. Uh, anyone who can ride a horse, basically. And they do this whole thing where they uh, recreate the entrance of the, the Kozakia and they fire off a cannon and everything. Uh, so it's a, a big to-do, actually, on, on Saturday evenings. If you ever get a chance to go up to the Dauphin Festival, I would say it's actually the premier Ukrainian, na- national Ukrainian festival throughout Canada. Um, I mean, even bigger than the one that Toronto tries to put on uh, or even further out west into, uh, like, near Vegreville or everything. But uh, Dauphin's, I think, is... Uh, probably the one that goes quite a bit, uh, goes out of its way to make it a big production. It's the same uh, festival site as uh, Country Fest, which is also another huge music festival that Dauphin hosts as well. So it's, uh, yeah, they uh, put on a big to do. And this year, of all things, like this is one of those years where I would actually say it's one of the best years to be at, in Winnipeg because. They, not only does Dauphin have the Ukrainian festival that uh, there for that, the whole weekend for the civic holiday weekend, uh, but then you can go to National, uh, National Riding park and then you could also this week there's also Folcorama kicks off and I've never seen this anywhere else. Um, in any city that I've been to, there must be something somewhere else. but Winnipeg, if there's one thing about the city that it can lay claim to, It's a celebration of all the cultures and the peoples that live there. And this Folklorama, it's a two-week affair. Uh, And every week the pavilions change. So each culture or each community that wants to put on a pavilion has a pavilion on one of the weeks. This year, the Ukrainian pavilion, Lviv, because there's two Ukrainian pavilions. There's the Lviv, the western uh, Ukrainian and then there 's a the Kiev pavilion, which i 'm not sure if is going on because that one was sort of always referred to as the Communist pavilion uh so that would we never went to that one we We went to the the Western Ukrainian one, and those would always be on alternate weeks, so it was never uh the same week at all but uh Folklorama, one of the i think greatest uh, demonstrations and celebrations of uh the cultures and the peoples and the languages that are available in Winnipeg itself, I think 36 pavilions or something. And I mean, they're huge. I mean, we're not talking like, you know, a little festival tent or anything like that. We're talking like they rent out halls dedicated to this stuff. I mean, like uh, the ones that I I wrote down here, first of all, I don't think I've ever been to the Chinese one, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Don't don't think, any of them, uh, because there's probably two or three of them, uh, but never went to any of those. The Greek pavilion uh, was always a big deal and a great food every time. That's where I always have the baklava or the uh, uh, what's that thing? Or the 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 wrap, the Greek wrap. You, you know the one I'm talking about and I don't I'm I'm it's I'm missing the word right now. Anyway, fantastic uh, food at the uh, the Greek pavilion. Italian pavilion was great. Ukrainian pavilion was always sold out as well, especially uh, going into the the weekend performances where there was like uh, groups like Rasalka um, or Husli, like all the big big names of the Ukrainian uh, community in Winnipeg. They would be performing on those nights. Uh, so the, and the other ones that were were huge, I mean, the Indian pavilion, massive, like they would just rent out this, this like hall and the, and the, the, the Jews, they had, they had their own center. Uh, they wouldn't like, it's the Jewish center and they would just hold it there every time. Massive deal. So the great thing about it was that it always have the, uh, it would have the food. So like each, each pavilion, they would have the food available to eat uh, you, some like local, you, you have some items from the country that, like that literally one of the immigrants brought over with them like the week before something like that. Uh, so that's like one of the times where you could actually find out where, you know, these, these shops were, it's like, Hey, where are you located? Oh, we're on Isabel street or whatever. Like, really? That's where you are. Cause it's not like, uh, I mean, the supermarkets will stock some quote unquote ethnic foods, but then if you want the real stuff, like in the real desserts and things like that, you'd have to go to these actual little stores that you had to know where they were in order to actually source those products. Uh, but uh, so that, that's one thing they had. They'd have the music. And then of course, they'd have all the the, cult, like the culture and the tradition stuff. They'd have the explanations of like why why some things are like this, some introduction to the language, um, the traditional clothing, of course, and then a lot of dancing as well. And some of it was a lot of like, um, you know, just... Making sure that the kids like that the next generation was partaking in it because it was a milestone in their their not just their lives but their summer and in their you know their their child rearing that you'd want your kid to actually um, take part in something like this because it meant that the the tradition lived on and that the um, there was a, a purpose to it there was a performance aspect to learning some of these things so Yeah, it was always great. Uh, If you ever have a chance, if you're ever in Winnipeg in the month of August, make sure you go during the time of Folklorama uh, and you catch a few of those shows as well. Matter of fact, those two weeks, I mean, you could probably uh, fill up your time pretty quickly with those. Some of them take place during the day. A lot of them take place at night. So you can do all your touristy stuff during the day and then uh, take part in some of the uh, uh, other cultural uh, offerings during the evening. Chinese. So I've been working on these uh, flashcards, and my latest one has been this uh, country names. Which I don't know if you've uh, tried to learn your country names. For those of you studying Chinese, they are kind of intuitive. Like the kind of they sound the way that they should sound using the characters that are sort of they defer to the good side of things like they don't use any um characters that are that would be misconstrued as being uh, that would have a different interpretation They, they don't have anything that is has a dual like a good connotation and a bad connotation it's always the positive character positive connotation character uh and and so that combined with the sound component i mean imagine trying to construct the the names for different countries right uh, I don't know when these were all established I'm not sure how it's established I'm sure i would actually be kind of interested to know how uh like the whatever society of Chinese naming people uh, how they come up with these names and how they sort of the the criteria that they have to meet and stuff like that'd be kind of neat to to learn a little bit more about that but I've been going through it and of all the na- I mean no wonder uh, I mean, sometimes people don't know what I'm saying because these, the characters and the phony like the the sounds of them. I mean, I understand there's there's sounds that have different characters or different tones, but I'm thinking this character and the sound is that character. I'm going, wow. When you look at the country names, it becomes even more clear just how much you have to learn the sound. Component of every character, which sounds very odd, and I'm sure uh, people who are studying Chinese are going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People who don't, are, who are not studying Chinese, are going, what is he talking about? Basically, I'm studying the country names. It's uh, intuitive if you know how Chinese sounds, like the phonemes of the, the Chinese language, uh, and sort of how they defer to the positive connotation of the meaning of these characters. But doesn't make it any easier to learn them. So that's my, my big thing. I've been going through that a lot in addition to my HSK characters uh, and uh, like the, the, the sets, the series of Anki, Anki Droid flashcard sets that I have uh, that uh, are taking up my time these days. Right, I did work on Saturday, uh, so it uh, wasn't uh, too much time. I wanted to get through more of the podcast. It looks like I'll have to get through that uh, probably tomorrow. I can have a little bit more of a it. I do have it set up uh, properly, but uh, given that Saturday, like, since this internet thing has been busting my balls, I'll tell you, uh, it's uh, been a pain in the ass to try to update these sites and the access things. So. Uh, I did f- spend most of the weekend updating the website, and this is where I kind of look, think. Oh, it'd be nice if I could just send someone like a zip file, and then they could deal with it. <laughs> that sounds nice. I'm not gonna lie. I'll keep looking. We'll see how it goes. All right, folks. I'm gonna leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope your uh, weekend went well, uh, and that uh, your long weekend in Canada is going well. Stay safe out there. Have fun at the uh, Folklorama and uh, just try to stay cool here in Beijing. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephenserski.com. And yes, I'm going ahead with August animation, uh, so look forward to that. Although, I'll tell you, I might have to start from the bottom, which means drawing the bean, which I'll hopefully have uh, ready sometime within the next couple hours. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Have a good one. We will talk again. Bye-bye.